How's everybody doing? Well, actually, good to see you. Uzo, good to see you. Good to see you. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Domo, nice to meet you. How are you doing? So, lest I forget, we have a series on how to conquer giants, if you're interested. Yeah. So, and I think you'll find it useful. All right. So, I am not teaching to die. I'm not preaching. I'm just taking questions. And you guys have been kind enough to send some questions. Um, so if there are no... Uh, yeah, thank you. If there are no live questions, we have a bank. But if we have any live questions, we'll start with the live. Or, or uh, management, do you want me to definitely start with the bank? And then the live questions will... Okay, so let's do that. Um, can I request for a... Okay, let me let me pull up some of your questions. How's everybody doing today? Do you have any expectations from this session? Maybe we should take um, three expectations, one from this side, one from this side, one from the... What? And one from this side. So we have a volunteer from this side. What are you expecting from today's session i can okay okay but my expectation so um as an immigrant you know i just feel like um time and time again people project certain like ideas or mindsets like oh yeah just be graceful for where you are you know let's just as long as you're making ends meet but for me that's not what i want and so i'm looking for like that's best or that push into like a mindset shift yeah. to, you know, attaining everything possible and not like limiting myself to the bottom or whatever, because yeah, I'm not, I might be an immigrant, but I'm not one of you. I'm tribe of Judah. So. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So part of, part of what we, I like the way you call it a mindset shift. I don't think I'm an immigrant. I don't act like I'm an, like an immigrant. If I have to fill a form, I get what they, they mean. Do you understand? It's like filling a form and you see religion. You know, Islam, Christianity, Hindu. I don't do religion, but I know what they want. So I click Christian. Do you understand? So you must be so whole and ingrained in the consciousness of who you are that you will need to remind yourself that, oh, minority, check it. Like, it's not your default. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, like, you didn't leave your home country to Canada, even though that's the fact. But the truth is that the earth is the Lord's, and God put you here, one of the many places he owns. So you are still at home. Do you understand it? So are you an immigrant? No. All right. I love it. I love it. All right. So you are the volunteer for this side? Sure. Nice. <laughs> um. Definitely because I'm also new. One of my expectations is to get to understand what TLN, right? I'm correct. Oh, okay. TNL? Yeah, the Legacy Network. L. Mm. Yeah, TLN. Yes, yes. okay. <laughs> that. I want to understand who you are, what you oh, people okay. do. Who they... And maybe this is an unfair expectation because I don't think that is anybody else's responsibility okay but i'm also looking for a bit of clarity 
It's not fair. <laughs> that's our core. That's our core business. Okay. Uh, looking for a bit of clarity. Um, because I I don't know what I don't know what I will receive here, but yeah. I don't think God sends people to places right. without a reason. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You're in the right place. Um, on Mondays we have a session that is actually called Clarity. Yeah. So someone should plug her into Mondays at five, and then for this side expectation um essentially how to soar um i guess above everything okay um so i understand that where we are is not supposed to be um there's things are happening at this level but that's not where we are yeah right um that's what came to mind when you said expectations and then the other thing is how to manage entering into i guess new seasons because things change schedules have to change okay and then how to manage that as well okay Okay, nice. <laughs> All right. So thank you for sharing your expectations. And then at the end of the session, hopefully um, the expectations would have been met. We have prayed and we are conscious of the fact that uh, the Spirit of God is leading us. What that means is that everybody's asked and unasked questions will be answered. All right? All right? Yes, sir. All right. Now, uh, maybe a brief Intro on what TLN is. TLN stands for The Legacy Network. I know there are people who are connecting live. I might stumble on this, so it's actually good to start with that. Um, it was a vision that was received by our indomitable president, who is in the room, The Legacy Network. So it's a faith-based initiative to challenge God's children to be the best, putting it simply. And the vision is raising the top 1%. So it's very straightforward, very gettable. And 1% where everywhere. So wherever God has planted you, if you're in ministry, to be the top there. If you're in academia, to be the top there. If you're in tech, to be the top there. If you're in HR, to be the top there. If you're in school, to be the top there. Because our God does excellence. Um, if you've ever studied nature, you are going to respect God a lot more. Let's not even go into studying the human anatomy if you study flowers or or or, or marine life sometimes you be like seriously why so detailed is there anybody who has had such a response before like god like seriously why so detailed like when you look at some things at the cellular level under a microscope you see ten thousand different shades of colors and you're like what kind of god bothers this deeply all right and um if he bothers how is he said in that song if he if he dresses the lilies with what? With beauty and splendor. How much? How much? So sometimes you will need to go and visit the lilies to really understand that or to visit creation or to visit um, yourself and look at the constitution of yourself. We have someone who is studying neuroscience in the room. The human brain, I mean, do you think science has advanced over the years? Do you think we've had improved technology that we did have maybe 100 years ago? Yeah, even with that, it looks as though we are unraveling new mysteries with respect to the human body, the human brain, and even to constellations, you know, new discoveries of planets, some that were considered to be planets before, they say it's no longer a planet, you know, and the one that was not a planet, they say is a planet. Our solar system, galaxies, so our God is that massive. And um, 
it's become a shame in recent times that some of the laziest people are Christians. Some of the least productive are Christians. Some of the um, most unambitious, I know that's bad English, but some of the most unambitious people are Christians. And I believe that's why God is raising TLN in this time to begin to represent the message of excellence that is very much ingrained in the gospel. All right. All right. So let's get into question number one um, from the bank. It says, why is God interested in my career choice? And how do I obtain clarity from him on what he would have me do? So I want us to deconstruct this question. I'm looking at all the questions. I don't want to spend too much time on one question. But I think this is a good first question because it is loaded. So he talks about God being interested. Somebody say interested. Now, if you were to spend your life savings in buying a company's shares, Uzo, let's say you have saved somewhere $2 million. Say amen. Amen. All right. And, and you just feel inspired that the next biggest company in the world just listed on the stock exchange, their, their share value is selling for one cent. In a matter of 365 days, the shares is going to be selling for $500 per share. Now, that's ridiculous by any standards. And you just break the bank. You are not playing it safe. You are not saying, I'm just going to buy $10,000. Now, if you buy $10,000 of a share at, how many cents do we say? One cent. How many shares do you own? One cent, not one dollar. Okay, so let's just go. If there's anyone online who's punching the, the, the actual calculator, we are just going with rough estimates, all right? So that's already a lot. Now, in 365 days, the same share is selling for $500, right? So 500 times, how many shares do you own? So you invested 10,000, right? And legally, you didn't kill anybody. You didn't break any sweat. You own how much now? 500 million. But you're saying, you know what, PD, I'm not even doing, I'm not playing it safe. I'm not going to do 10,000. I'm taking my whole $2 million in what name shall we call that company? Anybody? In TLM, or let's say TLM Corp. All right, the corporation arm or the um, corporation expression of the legacy network. All right, so let's say that TLM Corp is that company. You just invested $2 million in TLM Corp. Now, Hello, you're welcome, sir. If you switched on the news the next day and you saw, oh, breaking news, TLN Corp announces the release of what products now? New products. Are you just going to pass by the news? Are you going to pass by? So the reason you are going to be interested is because you are what? Invested. Are you there? The reason God is interested in you, before we get to your career, okay, I'm sorry, guys. There are some people who can't see. Does this work better? And guys, on the folks on this side, can you see it? All right. The reason why God is interested in you, somebody said God is interested in me. God is definitely interested in your career, but God is interested in you because he's invested in you. And God didn't play it safe with his investment. He didn't do um, low-risk investment. God gave his best. He invested his all. He gave the blood of his son for you. So the fact that he has invested in you makes him interested in you. 
is interested in your career, is interested in your wellness, is interested in your health, is interested in your relationships, is interested in everything about you. And I think that is that should be encouraging for us, right? Is that encouraging for someone? That God is interested if you see that guy you like or that lady you like. Like, some people feel like, can I talk to God about that? Yes, you can. Well, I'm thinking of transitioning from tech to oil and gas. Is God interested in that? Yes. So God has invested his best in you, is interested. Now, every good investor hopes for a return on investment. True or false? And God's return on investment is something called glory. So because God has given his best, God wants to get glory from your life. Now, if that is true, it means that God wants to get glory from your relationships and God wants to get glory from your career. Are we together so far? So, line one says, why is God interested in my career choice? So now we want to um, attempt to touch on career choice. I think the big word here is choice, right? Because there is, have we even defined career? So we are working on, a, on, a, on an assumption that everybody knows what career is. So anybody wants to help me, what, what does career mean? Occupation, work. Anybody? Career? Anybody wants to give us a working? A working? Thank you. Yeah, let, let's have it. Is it like phase definition or is it like Webster or? Oh, should I? I can no, do no, no, Webster. We'll take yours. No, we want yours. We want yours. I didn't even think about it, but um, a career is something that you do with your hands, I believe. Maybe not with your hands, but something that you do that gives you a return. So something that is giving you some sort of profit and something that you're gaining money from. Money. Okay, so not just some form of profit, but money. So whatever you do to make money is a career. Okay. Okay, yeah, let, let's have other views. Career. So a career is a profession for which one trains and which is undertaken as a permanent calling. Is that is that prophet's definition or is that... This is um, Miriam Webster. Webster. Yeah. So Webster is saying that it's a profession. Profession and that you are trained for it. Mm -hmm. I, whether it's formally or informally, there's training involved, there's skill acquired, there's work done, and then there's, what's the other part of it? Permanent calling. It, it says permanent calling. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, let's have it. Let's have it. The second definition. Okay, okay. Let, okay. So it's a field for or pursuit of consecutive progressive achievement, especially in public, professional, or business life. Okay, so we are now professional or business. Okay. Oh, just Adam, I think a career could be a permanent calling because I find a career to be genuinely something that you you should enjoy. And so if you let me say an example, I love business and I just like that's why I have the desire to just pursue more in um I didn't want it to be a lawyer, but now I would just I want to know the law aspect of business because like it's just something that I just genuinely like really like 
want to i love okay. so i do believe that that's a personal calling because i do feel like god also gives us those desire okay. to um use it to also enhance his kingdom on earth so okay. yeah okay so just to paraphrase what you're saying is that our career can be the platform through which yeah. we express god's calling upon our lives yes okay yes. got it love it all right just so that the online people don't this is why you should be here and online. Look how stressing to to pass the mic about just to just, add, just pulling your legs. Just to add on to that. Okay. Um when you when they mentioned, I guess like permanent, what came to mind was I guess Jesus saying, like my food is to do that which the Father has called me to do. Um just to add on to the I guess the God part that Chidima was talking about. All right. All right. Thank you so much for that insight. Now somebody said business. Do you know Jesus used that word? Are we aware that Jesus used that word? So it's not a carnal word. It's not a dirty word. Someone say politics. Do you know politics is not a dirty word? Yeah, the fact that we've made it dirty does not mean it is dirty by design. Are you there so far? So I, do, I, I don't, I, I, I want to be very circumspect with time, but the issue here is choice. Choice already assumes that there are options. So if you are born into an agrarian culture, let's say you were born 200 years ago, you didn't really have too many options as to what you will do. If you are a man in the house, there are not too many options. If you are a woman in the house, not too many options. If you are a man in the house, better go and start learning how to hunt, you know, and how to kill animals, right? And if you are a woman in the house, what do you learn how to do? Generally cook, homemaking, nurturing of the house, all right, but that's that's that world has changed. Hello, hello, and now we have a couple of options as to our businesses or as to what you will do with your time. Now, are you guys there? Yeah, I like it. Um, so we want to talk about design before we talk about purpose. Because design and purpose go hand in hand. Are you, are you there so far? Did you hear what I, did you hear what I just said? So if you, if you, hmm, if you finalize the purpose of a thing, it will affect how that thing is designed. If you start designing something without knowing the purpose of it, you, you, you did not make a thing. You just successfully made nothing. Are you there so far? Are you there so far? So another assumption I want us to make is that God created you. I know TLN is faith-based, all right? And I know there are people who stumble on our material and they may have other views of creationism and how we came to be and what on earth are we here for and all of those big existential questions. Was it a big bang? Was it let there be? Was it... How many people have... A folk story from their own culture about creation. You have one? Anybody? Have you heard the indigenous peoples of Canada's version of creation? Anybody? Okay, you, you should Google it. It's interesting. You know, any, 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 um, anybody else? You don't know it exists. I know, I know, I know yours, but it exists. Who else? Do you know the creation story 
from your okay let me not say you, your parents culture do you know it but do you know there's one just to let you know that there's one there's one any other person what what which one and spreading sand and everywhere it went there was sand and uh, yeah yeah so there are all sorts of versions you know and um, science too decided to have a version that there was just one sudden explosion bam, and everything was just arranged you know what i just said <laughs> a lot of big explosion in this room now and then the laptop just stayed there you know the camera became a working camera you know must be nice um so choice means that there are multiple options of what I can do. How do I decide what I do is the question. I can either choose what I want, choose what I like, choose what is convenient, or go to my creator and ask him, what do you want me to do? Are you there? So we said God is interested because he is invested. There are multiple options. But I can choose. God has given man by design the power of choice. We were talking a bit about design. So you have the power of choice. You have a question, sir? Please, please hold on, sir. We have an online audience. So someone will give you a tiny mic so that they can participate. No, I just wanted to know what's the agreed definition of a career here now. Oh, our working definition. Okay, so, so far, we are going with a field or a business in which you are trained for, you engage time in, and there is remuneration for it. Is that is that a decent working definition? Is that a different work? Is that a working definition? And it might be different from your passion, which you are not doing because of what you will earn from it, monetarily, but because of the fulfillment you get for, from it. For instance, if you keep plants. And those plants are not income generating. It is not a career. It's a passion. You just like Or you have artworks that you, you just like to see them around. But if you're now an art collector, you're acquiring them with a view to auctioning them in the future. You found a way to combine business, to combine business with passion. Does that make any sense? So sorry, is that a good enough working definition? Okay, please the mic so that our online people can benefit. Yeah, sorry. No, I just wanted to know your uh, young kids here. Yeah. So I think uh, the only thing that maybe I, wish, I suggest that you add is the timeline. It is what you do over a long time. So if, for example, based on our working definition, now if, I, if somebody gives me a job outside there and I do it and I get paid, that will not be a career. But when you add an extended period, then that makes it a career. All right. So do you get the point he's making? So it's not like, I think the, the language Gen Z will relate to it is like a sidekick or like or side also. So it's not like the one you do quickly, even though you make money, but the one you are committed to. All right. Um, I'm trying not to use the word nine to five because there is a history behind nine to five. So, but when you hear nine to five, you know what somebody means, right? Where you go and yeah. So, all right. So I like the addition. Thank you so much, sir, for that. So, if we safely adopt this as our working definition, God is interested because He's invested. 
there are multiple options, right? There are multiple options, and you can choose one just because you like it. You can choose one because that's what your friend likes. So what's my, like, we're leaving high school now. What are you going to study? I don't know. Okay, what's my bestie going to study? She's going to do psychology, so I'm going to do psychology. Even though I don't know what psychologists do. While psychologists earn money. But my best friend says we are going to UFT. We're going to do psychology. All right? Hello. I hope I'm not subbing anybody yet. <laughs> I'm just giving like random illustrations. Or there is the one that you really, really like or they've told you growing up. Some As you grew up, they told you, hey, you're a doctor. You are going to be a doctor. And you will not bring shame to this family. You must be a doctor. Okay? And that's what you've been told. So when you are, you've gotten to that point, you are not even allowing, you don't believe you have a choice. It's a, it's a family issue or there is a family business. Do you know what a family business is? This is what we do. The only issue is that you are now liking something else. We're in the wine business for multi-generations. You are now saying you want to be a nurse. We don't do nursing here. Hello. And there is the choice of the father. It's amazing that if we would ask him, he will tell us. Now, before I jump this place, God's mercy is able to redirect at any point in your journey. You want to hear that? Do you want to write that down or find a way to remember it? So if I started from a confused state, I just chose what I liked or chose what was available or chose what was nice, what was popular, what was trending, who was talking about not just wanting what was trending. Yeah, so like for in, in today's world, Tech jobs are like the big thing. Some 15, 20 years ago, that was not the case. If you, you were a joker when you when you said that you know I'm an IT, I'm an IT person. What do you mean an IT person? Just see, you are just sitting in front of your laptop all day. But the same people sitting in front of their laptop all day are comfortably earning six figures today, right? And our so-called white collar, you know, I'm the doctor. You know, they are they are just kind of burnout out every day. And the engineers, you know, if you were in an African home or Asian home, if you're not an engineer, doctor, lawyer, then you feel like you failed the world. Or, yeah, you, 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 fail, you failed the world. So there are options, and you have the power of choice, where you can engage God in that decision-making process. Some might be listening and saying, I already have a degree. Why am I just hearing this today? I just chose... Help me, help me tell that person that redirection. Hey, guys, I need all of us to say redirection is possible right now by God's mercy. All right. Let's 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 jump to number two. Please, if you have any live questions or follow-up questions, just wave. I love when, you know, ideas are jamming and collaborating, but we just have to tell you to wait a bit to get your microphone. So please just bear with us with that. So the next question says, if God is interested in my career, are there graces and gifts required for me to excel where he has called me to? The, the answer to that is yes. Um, it, Christians are the ones that use words like graces and gifts. Out there, they won't call them graces and gifts. You hear people say things like, it's just natural. Like it just comes naturally to me. Like I'm the best at this. You know, the Bible tells us about a man who was a businessman by all standards. He was an agricultural entrepreneur. And in this particular fiscal year, he exceeded all the targets, bottom line, everything. And he just woke up one day, saw the chart, saw, you know, this is like the best year so far. You know what he said? 
He said, wow, now I have blown. I'm going to say to myself, soul, you have made it. I'm going to break down, burn, build, expand. Where it was his idea great? Like you, you've had a successful year and you're thinking of scaling. Is that good or bad? It's very good, right? The only issue is that there was someone he deliberately pulled out of that equation, God. He says, I will pull down, and I will, and I will, and I, it was just I, but he, he refused to reckon that there was sunlight, and this is part of the prideful motivation of modern day science. We want to replace everything that is God. Because the way I said, there was sunlight that allowed your plants to grow. How many of you have heard of greenhouses today? So we may not need sunlight to actually grow. Um, there are seeds that are now hybridized and genetically modified, right? So God cannot really take all the credit for that. So the pride of man has always found a way to delete God from man's success equation. Every time man attempts to do that, you know what God does? God looks for somebody who honors him. And everything those people are chasing without God, God promises it to that person and equips that person to be all of that. Are you there so far? So in Genesis 11, mankind comes together, says we are going to do the biggest infrastructural product project ever. We are going to build a tower. It's going to, that big guy upstairs, we are detroning him. Now man's technology is good enough. So they begin that project and then God sees them and, and, and what did they want to do? They wanted to make their name great. They wanted to go up to the sky. They wanted all the things they wanted to do. In Genesis 11, God shows up to one man. Somebody say one man. In Genesis 12, Abraham. And God says, I will bless you. I will make your name great. God is not insecure. Did you hear me? When I wanted to say if, but when all of us in this room and those connecting are extremely successful career-wise and fulfilled. Now, let me tell you, I just I just use the term now. Choice means there are options, right? So let's say option A, option B, option C, option D, option E, option F, all the way to option Z. To infinity, right? There is a way you'll be successful in an option that was not for you. That what you will feel on the day of success is emptiness. Did you hear what I just said? So everybody is clapping for you. You're only, you are the only person that knows that. How am I not enjoying this success? Do you understand what I mean? So let's say that you just like swimming, and now you are this 16-year-old. You know, most of the Olympians are, are old now. You know, in your category, maybe 21. 23, 24, right? But you're the youngest in your category. And in your first Olympics, you break the world record. And everybody's clapping and shouting. We've never seen this before. This is an enigma. And they're shouting. You just feel this emptiness. You can't wait for all the cameras to go just to get back to your hotel room and go and cry. Like, what am I doing with my life? That's, that's, that's what people realize at the end of a wrong choice, not in the process of it. Are you with me so far? Hello. Guys, are you here so far? Anybody need some coffee? You're good? I should repeat the sentence. Which one? So ideally, what God has designed is that at the end of work, you, you get fulfillment, he gets glory. When we go with his choice. Anything that circumvents that equation 
is proof that you were on the wrong lane. So when you finish getting it, people can even be shouting, oh, glory to God, wow, the most TLN, the most powerful, you know. God is getting his glory, right? We hope so. But there's just this like emptiness, like, oh, is this really it? That isn't really it. There, there are things that nobody can explain for you and explain to you. It's an innate thing. That's proof to you that somebody made you, somebody designed you, somebody plugged, installed apps, programs into you. And what you are supposed to get is fulfillment where you, you are on your bed at night and you are just glad. You can't even explain it. It's not like there's plenty of money, but there's just plenty of joy. Anybody knows that feeling? May you know it in Jesus' name. So that, that feeling, billionaires of the world today will trade anything for it. And they try to do fulfillment laundering. Have you heard of fulfillment laundering? Do you know what laundering is? Do you know what, like, launder? Do you know what it means to launder? Yeah. So they do fulfillment laundry by doing extensive charity works. How many people know the story of the Nobel Prize here? Do you know today the Nobel Prize is arguably the most prestigious? If you're a professional in an academic field or economic field, one of your career highlights is that recognition. But do you know who Alfred Nobel was? I've shared this story with us before. Alfred Nobel was a chemical entrepreneur in the business of nitrites. His company made bombs. Scratch that. Explosives. So if there was any way to innovate what they were making to make any explosives. The, the last I checked, explosives. Explosives have productive use sometimes, right? If you are doing like city development in mountainous area, You'd use, but majority of his like his major cash flow was weapons, lives, death. So one day, um, a media company played a trick on him, and they published his obituary. Like it was meant to be satire, and um, but it, it was trending. Let's just say it was trending online. R.I.P. And you started hearing what people were saying about him. You know, like with, like just thank thank God for you. Many people can now die. You know, like. All sorts of unpleasant things. And he just felt, my goodness, is this really going to be my legacy? And he said, all the money, that money, there's a, there's a foundation that has been managing it for years now. And it has not finished. It was a lot of money. And uh, if you discover anything in, in physiology, I believe, chemistry, physics, I think there's biology as a separate category, economics, and then peace, which is the one that a lot of people aspire to. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I call fulfillment laundry. If at least I can't sleep well at night, let somebody else sleep well at night because I give towards what they are doing. It does not replace personal fulfillment. Are you there so far? So God plugs in things to us. As Christians, we can call them gifts. We can call them graces. But generally speaking, in the marketplace, there will be things that you consider natural. Somebody say natural. So what are the strengths that come naturally to you? You know, you didn't train for them. You have a great voice. You were born with it. There, there's this concept in Latin, in science, called um, a blank slate. It's the whole idea that when a child is born, the child is born with a blank slate, and they will now begin to write into... It's not entirely true. Nobody really is born blank. God preludes us with apps. You know, it's like buying a Mac, and the Mac does not run. Apple now says, come to our store to install iOS. No, there is a basic operating system. You can add additional apps. 
but there is enough for him to run. Are you there so far? Are you there so far? So are there things that come to you naturally that people have told you about? You do this so well. Like it just comes naturally to you. You don't even stress it. Someone else is practicing a speech in front of the mirror. Practice, practice. And they're there, jittery, shaky. And you, you're just there. You just read the thing once. And you're like, oh, you can't wait. When is it? When is it? And they're like, wait, where are you from? Are you an alien? They're like, no, it just comes. It didn't just come. There is no vacuum. Somebody put it there. You might choose not to acknowledge him, but he put it there. Hello. So do you have any gifts? Do you have any gifts? Any? Do you have any gifts? They're not answering me. Let's try it again. Eh? <laughs> Let's try it again. Do you have any gifts? Do you have any talents? Do you feel that you've experienced God's grace? Is there anything that comes naturally to you? Naturally, like you just do it fast. Any good thing, I should say, because for some of you, it's like sleep. Pity, I can sleep. Like, I sleep naturally. Like, in the storm, in the fire, pity, I can sleep. That's not what we are talking about, please. That's not what we are talking about. It is a good thing when it is a good thing, not when it becomes a tool of of slack, of slack, being slack. The mic, this is, I'm sorry, like the question is burning. I wish you could just hear it, but, but how is our Zoom audience? Are they engaging? Okay. I've asked this before, but how do you go about figuring out what comes naturally to you? Because you're just going throughout your everyday life and not paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. So how can you, you have to be very intentional, like, okay, today I'm going to be like paying attention to everything I do. Or can you like go around and be like, oh, hey, so what, what comes naturally to me? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, so that's a very good question. Um, there's a field that was popularized by um, someone named Daniel Goleman, emotional intelligence. One of the first principles of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. Self-awareness. So I don't believe there's anyone who goes about their day. If it's natural to you, you're not supposed to notice it. Do you understand? So it's natural. Yeah, you, you can't see it. Others can see it. So many times it comes about as the comments people make around you. And that's why in the, in the field of consulting, there are various assessment tools. There's a SWOT analysis that you can do a personal SWOT. All right, so what, what are my strengths, my weaknesses? That's a moment where you're deciding to pause and to introspect and to reflect. However, one of the most useful tools of assessment is something called a 360-degree analysis. Anybody heard of that before? 360-degree, anybody? So a 360-degree analysis is, we want to, let's say we want to analyze Ben. We'll go to Ben's superiors. We'll go to Ben's colleagues. We'll go to Ben's subordinates and the people Ben works with. So the clients he interfaces with, the suppliers, the customers, and we want to get their complete feedback as to how well Ben is doing. Many times, Ben's personal assessment of himself will be different from that 360 report. How his superior seem will be different from how subordinates seem. There are people who are good subordinates to their superiors, but they are terrible bosses to their own subordinates. Do you understand what I just said there? So that 360 view is one of the most useful tools, but you might not have access to that. So you, 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 if you are really, really, really interested, you can design a short Google form and send to your friends 
you know, I am I am developing a, an assessment tool for the purpose of blah, blah, blah. And I want you to, as honestly as you can, answer the following questions about me, you know. And, you, and you'll be shocked that it exists online already. You just send the link to someone. The issue is when they tell you the truth, they say, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. That's not me. Ah, I'm nicer than that. Many people don't like feedback. They don't like assessment. All right, Domo wants to say something. Where is our mic? because uh, there's another assessment you can do for yourself. You can take every two weeks and look back and think of your moments. They call it something. I read it in a book. I don't know the name. Your moments where it was just flowing, where you just felt alive. So you look back at your past two weeks and just think to yourself, well, what were those moments where things just came easy to me? Where I was just loving everything that I was doing. And then you can look at those things and be like, oh, over the next two months, it seems like consistently when I'm doing this task, when I'm doing this, if I'm talking, when I'm praising, that is when I feel the most excited. In addition, they're now asking people. So when you now see that, oh, from what I can see, from what people are saying, yeah. definitely these are areas that I excel. I did that a couple of years ago. That's that's what I'm just saying. Thank, thank you so much. I hope that was helpful. Yeah. Okay. Let's have you and then we'll come to Uza. I was just going to ask, how do you like balance like having an excellent spirit versus knowing what you're good at? Because I know at different phases of my life, I've been said that I'm good at a lot of things. <laughs> so when I was little, it was music. When I started playing soccer, it was soccer. Like I'm being serious. Like it was actually, there was, yeah. there was, I was yeah. in the academy and everything. When I was like, I don't know, like when I was in different schools, <laughs> when I was in like different schools, like, oh my gosh, you're so brilliant. You should do this. So like, how yeah. do you like balance just your ability to just know that whatever you do, you're going to be good at it versus yeah. saying that this is what I'm specifically good at. That, that, that is a very, that's a very good question. Guys, did you hear that question? Do you understand the question? Yeah. So for the child of God, that's the spirit of God in them. You already have an excellent spirit. The extent of the excellence that you now bring out is dependent on how much you believe you have that excellent spirit. Do you understand? So if you're a child of God and there are 10 things you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do those 10 things excellently. Do you understand? Now, two of those 10 things might come easier to you, but all of them must be delivered excellently. Do you understand that? So please, we don't, we don't use excellence to audit. The, the fact that it comes easy to you may not even necessarily mean that you are you have scaled it to excellent level. Let me give an example. Let's do something as simple as singing. There are, have you had people who just effortlessly have like nice voices and sing? There are these trending stories of um, subway, subway singers. And now somebody just like, oh my goodness, I feel better than all these people we are managing, you know? <laughs> and they just like polish them up and give them shows and platforms. So although the bigger lesson there is, there is more to success than talent because that you can sing does not mean you can be a superstar all right that that's a, a a different conversation there all right so that you have that good voice does not mean that you have the best voice in the world and i think one of the things that really hits the point home for us is anybody heard of most beautiful girl in the world the competition i didn't say the person i know where the person is and she's she's good 
I'm talking about the competition. Are you there? Are you there? Look at them now. Look at them. Let's come back. Let's come back. Are you are you back? Come back, come back. Guys, are you here? Are you here? I do you know that competition. If indeed the winner of the most beautiful girl in the world today is the most beautiful girl in the world, we have no business doing another one next year. The next one should be like 40 years' time. Right? It means that our concept of, of, of that is like there's there's more there's space at the top for multiple, and it's not just one thing we are checking, it's not just your appearance. That's why they ask them questions. And they will ask you, you know, if you were. Let me know if I ask questions. Because some people, they are just like, my goodness, all of this beauty. And so let's just move on. All right, let's have Uzo's come. So I hope that helps. We should excel in everything. In fact, you, you must excel in it. I, I, I think for God's children, is a responsibility. God's glory is at stake. By the time Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, not Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, of civil rights movement, Martin Luther of the Protestant Reformation. By the time the Protestant Reformation was taking shape, these guys had certain core values that they believed. One of it was who was who was talking about do it as unto the Lord. Colossians, it was you. That was one of the core values of that movement that we are going to do our work as though we are doing it for Jesus, and Jesus is watching. There, there was one of those accounts documented of a painter who was painting. The inside of a roof. Do you know above this decking there is like a there is the real roof, right? Somebody's job was to paint the roof, and this guy meticulously took his time. And and someone was asking him. He said, "It's just the roof, and nobody's going to see it. Why are you taking so much time?" He said, "I am an excellent person, and I'm doing it as though Jesus will see it. So that excellence, it's a culture, it's a value system. All right." Whether or not what I'm doing comes natural to me. There are some things that if I need to do them, it might take someone else six hours. I'm done in 15 minutes. All right. There are some other things that will take me the six hours. For the both things, they must be excellent because the spirit of excellence is here. And I see it as, I see it as a duty. You know, it breaks my heart. Once upon a time, when you're watching TV, I see a terrible music video. You can tell that it's a Christian song. Right? Back in the days, is is better now? Is better now? Hello, anybody knows what I'm talking about? Yeah. So that low-key mediocrity, below average, it just became associated with Christianity. Those jokers that just do anyhow, say God will take it like that. You know, it's our heart, our heart. You can see our heart. God that excellently designed your heart, that your valves have not failed. It has been pumping since your first breath. And I say, look at my heart, my heart. Okay. Um, so just another a question that's kind of an opposite scenario to what Mary asked about being self-aware and being sensitive to know what you're really good at. What if, and this is a situation for a lot of people, God has called you to a career, but okay. you are looking at your life now and you're looking at your, you're looking at the things that you do. Let's say you're called to be, I'll use myself, for instance. You're called to be a lawyer. You don't behave like one. You do not articulate like one. You are very lazy. You procrastinate. Your time management is absolutely poor. So then how do you handle those? How do you 
handle those situations where it seems like God is telling you this is what you are meant to do, but your self right now is like you're looking at yourself like, can't lie, I don't think this is what. Are you sure that this is what? My God, are you? Are you serious right now? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. The reason why I love it is talking about self-aware is for us to acknowledge that we have received graces and gifts, not necessarily to insist that those graces and gifts will point to God's choice. So you use the word which I think there's one of the questions that we get to it later. Calling. Calling is a strong word. It's like I, I dial you. It's very specific. You know, of all the waves and radio um, frequencies in this room, when I call you, the, two phones won't ring, right? Has anybody ever made a call and two phones rang at the same time? So it's something very specific and deliberate. If it is God that called, sorry, my voice just went up, but it's something I'm passionate about. Amen. Now, if, if, shalom, shalom, if, if it is God that called, God will equip you for the task. And one of the guys I cite when I talk about this is Moses. As at the time, some, somebody said something, something. Something was like moving on Moses inside. This is the purpose for which you were born. Move now, move. Or like, move what? I'm a prince in Egypt. I'm living life. I don't understand what this move is. You know, that those, those are slaves. They are suffering. We were living the life here. I'm living in the... I don't lack anything. I sleep. The only issue is that fulfillment part. There's a way that your sleep becomes torture. I begin to sense that there's something I'm not doing. There's something I should be doing. So his interpretation of that was, if the destiny I carry is that of a deliverer, let me go and save these Hebrew slaves. And he uses the arm of flesh. He uses his self-awareness. He uses his SWOT analysis to attempt to do God's call. What happens is he commits murder and he has to run away. Years later, when God shows and says, Guy, you, you can't mess up my plan. Let's go and revisit it. God now says, I'm calling you to be this. Do you know what he's now saying to God? God, are you kidding? I can't talk. Can you imagine you telling God so? If God says that you have a calling into law, God, I'm, I can't argue. I can't argue. I can't even lie. <laughs> I, I just had to chip that in. Sorry. You know. And God is saying, if I'm the one that called you, I'm going to equip you. So you are not going to be like every other person. You are not going to be like another in the mold. So what do lawyers look like? What do lawyers act like? What do lawyers talk like? There's already a mold there. There is a reason why you don't look like them. You're already an outlier from the get-go. So I don't have the personality of a lawyer, but I'm going to be another kind of lawyer that you've not seen before. It got to a point, God had to tell Moses that Moses, wait. Who made mouth? Who made ear? Who made tongue? Like, we can fix this. We will say, God, God, I, I, I cannot go to Pharaoh and say, if I say let the security guard crush this thing out of here, I can't still let my people go. And that's the person God is sending to go and talk like you to look at God. Let me tell you, that fulfillment and glory thing we said, it's very easy for us not to contest with God's glory when it is obvious that that thing was not us. So that's why God's strength is made perfect in weakness. God many times will not use the S part of your SWOT analysis is that S part is for your thanksgiving. Oh God, thank you. I, I just talk well naturally. God, thank you for these good looks. 
you know, people just, I just enter into the store and everybody just wants to attend to me first. Do you know good looks is like, it's like a thing. It's a, it's privilege. Yeah. Yes, sir. So how do you, um, let's listen, let's listen. How do you harmonize career, the purpose and calling? That's a big question. I thought we were coming to that later, <laughs> but we are, we are pulling it up now. Hmm. I love it. This one requires a new page. So please, sir, can you can you say that again? Harmonize. How do you harmonize uh, career? career? A purpose and calling. Sorry, BD, do we also want to just read the question in the bank? Okay, just so that we can. There's a question here that it's not, not exact. Let me not even use an arrow so it doesn't look like. Guys, can you cancel the arrow? The arrow is giving vibes of career leads to purpose, purpose leads to please. That was not my intention. I was just, I should leave it. New page, is it that deep? <laughs> okay, I mean, would they mind? It's not that deep. <laughs> so the question here says, I saw it. Okay, let me read it too. There was one I uh, I read. It says, what is the difference between my job and my God-given assignments? So we're going to fuse that to this. So job, can we put job and career in the same WhatsApp group? Okay. God-given assignments, like, let's just group these two together for now. We'll, we'll delineate later. And it says, okay, no, no, that is not this. Okay, I think that's it. So, let's go to, our, our theme is in the beginning, right? In the beginning. So, let's go to the first man before things scattered. Let's go to the first man. Who was the first guy? Adam, right? Did he have a job? Did he have a job? Did he have a job? Did he have purpose? Did he have purpose? Did he have calling? Was it called of God? Calling is, this is my definition of calling. Calling is when you attach a sense of duty to what you do. That's my definition of calling. So when, when you hear that they have called you, Jesus has called your name. He's not waiting for you to answer a billion times. Answer once. Start work. Hello. 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 Are you there? So your job is what you are doing. Not necessarily when we talk of the works of your hands, it's because the and etymologically speaks of productivity. And um, back in the days, the stronger you were, the more work you could do. But in today's world, the, the value generation muscle has moved from the hand and the biceps to the brain. It's, it's value creating works, not muscle doing work. Do you understand what I just said? So this is what you do. This is the, let's start with purpose first. What is your purpose? Our working definition of purpose is God's foregone concluded reason for creating you. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? 
I'm going to say it again. So God's for like it's not something like it's not like like God is is already is finished. It's it's done. Do you understand? Before you were created, somebody said before you were created. So it's not like have you have you seen companies before that they will say oh, we requested for five um, interns and six showed up. This sixth one, we don't know what we are going to do with you. Um, just be coming to work, then maybe next week we'll post you. Like, they were not expecting you. It gives that vibe. How many of you? Okay, that's not a good question. But there are, there are people who, in families, have felt like they were not expecting me. That's why I tell people, there's no such thing as an unwanted pregnancy. You don't get pregnant by... Fell <laughs> pregnant. No, it's not unwanted. You can say it's undesired, unplanned for. Do you understand? But even if your parents did not plan it, God planned you. Hello. Guys, are you here? Every person. Now, this, this what I'm about to say is a statistical challenge and a logistical issue to the average human mind that God has a purpose for everybody on the surface of the earth. You know, when I was in primary school, there was something our teachers used to say to us when we were in primary five, primary six. I didn't do primary six, but like primary four, primary five. Anybody, they, and they were not like nice Canadian teachers. They would say things like, every society must have, this is what our teachers would say, to bully us. Every society must have armed robbers. Every society needs drivers. That's what they would tell us. Every society needs pepper grinders. That's what they would tell us. They said, but you can decide whether you will be that person by the decisions you make when you get to secondary school. Can you imagine saying that to primary school people? You know, but he was doing something to us. He, their method was bad, but their intention was clear. The way African parents will tell you, you must study this. Is, um, the, there is an, um, the, the Canadian system lacks ambition. Like, children are not trained to be ambitious. Most people in year one of Canadian universities don't know what they want to study. And they're in school. You guys are like, Pity, can you look the other way, please? Because <laughs> I was not sure in, in year one. So God already concluded it. He has he, he, he had a plan and he concluded it, wrote it in gold, beautifully closed it. As I said, now it's time for me to get my glory. He's going to get fulfillment. She's going to get fulfilled. She's going to get fulfillment. I am going to get my glory. So God concluded that plan before you were born. With the hope that now that you are born, you will find him, God, to not just tell you, but to walk with you in the achievement of that purpose. So if that purpose is the master grand plan, it's going to come in multiple facets. Somebody say multiple facets. So you begin to hear semantic words like, you know, I have a vision for my life. I have a, 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 give me a word, a dream. You know, this is the dream, this is the vision in this season. This is It's like this is the chapter of the big book. The big book is your grand purpose. The visions and the dreams are like the individual chapters. Those are facets of your journey. Now, irrespective of the consciousness you have that God made me or God sent me, God has a way of guarding his investment even before his investment is aware of his existence. Did you hear what I just said now? You know what I just said now? So, it's not the day, it's not after you become born again. 
that God now begins to run into motion. Before you were born again, he's been maximizing every step you take, every training you have. If you're a fisherman, one day Jesus is going to show up, use your boat, and he's going to do a transition for you from fisher of fish to fisher of men. We won't waste that skill. If you're a murderer going from city to city, killing people, one day you'll meet Jesus, you'll shine light, and say that energy, 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 we're still using it. This time they are going from Elikram to Troas. From Troas to Galish, they will stone you, flog you, imprison you, but you've been trained for this. You've got this. Hello. So God does not waste any experience we have. So the connection to this is it is possible to do a job and a career that by human standards is very successful, but it's completely out of your purpose. If you do it with a sense of calling and duty, you will get fulfillment for others, but you yourself will have emptiness. Is it, is it making any sense? Should I say that again? Let me say it again. It is possible for you to do a job, do a career that is completely out of purpose. You don't rate God. You don't care. You've set your targets. You just want to have enough money. You want to... You want to and part of what a child of God needs to accept, your ideas have a source. Your ambition for the child of God, please, no one's this, as a source, why, why do you just feel like I need to pass through that qualification? Why do you feel that needs to transition? There's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. There is a reason why you were planning for 2024. You just felt, let me be associated with TLN, with a faith-based network. Maybe I can get push for my career. I can meet a mentor and it can change my life forever. All those push, all those things are not random. When Saul's father's donkeys got lost, it was not random. It was an opportunity for him to stumble into his real purpose. He had been doing work. Are you there so far? Are you there so far? Now, when you do it with a sense of calling, a sense of duty, you will create fulfillment for others. But you yourself will lack personal fulfillment. When that job or career or that calling is in line with purpose, you will have personal fulfillment. Guys, there is nothing that can explain joy, pure joy that comes from doing what you know you were created to do. I was born for this. I might not even be the best at it yet. I'm still training and learning my skills, but this is what I was born for. And it is God that reveals this to us. He uses people. He's not going to be, hey, my son. Please raise our mic. I don't mind. We'll, we'll, we'll make to it. No, please. It is very... So the, uh, the, um, what I wanted to... Uh, now, can the purpose for, for the career that you don't like to, to, uh, to meet... Uh, Okay, sorry. So can um, your purpose fuel the career that's not related to the purpose? Can your purpose fuel the career that's not related to the purpose? Yes. Unrelated, unrelated to the purpose. Ah, these online people, they are stressing us. <laughs> I love that question. We love oh yeah, we love you guys. I mean we have people from, from all over the world joining us. So please sir, can I stretch your question a bit? 
and okay let me answer it first and stretch it to the next thing i want to say that many many times you are going to do a job with a sense of calling so that you can fund your purpose to the point where your purpose in, is now able to fund your job and eventually become your only job okay our people need to hear you. The reason for that question is, you know, uh, people always say, do the job that you love. Do the job you love. You love. Sometimes the job you love cannot fund your cannot, uh, cannot help your purpose. So sometimes you have to do some of the job you don't like to fund your purpose. Do you understand the point you just said? There's a video on our social media that was yesterday. Have you guys seen it? Yes. That they say to what you're about. And sometimes what you need to do is to be passionate about what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. You'll be passionate about what you have to do. And you are, you are grinding there so that you can attend to your main purpose. Do you understand the point you just made? The point is not clear yet. So my understanding is, even if you don't like the job, right? Yes. And it's only to support your purpose. Does that not automatically categorize it as part of that purpose? I get where you're coming from. Technically, because it feeds into it, it is so the fact that something feeds into something does not make it a part of it. It is just a feeder into it. And when you do it with a sense of calling, even though you know this is definitely not why God did not create me to be lifting crates into a truck. All my gifts, grace, and and anointing and everything definitely cannot be to be lifting trucks. But because you have a sense of calling, I'm doing it as unto the Lord, and this is where I'm able to live from. It's the person who is alive that will fulfill purpose, right? So there is a sense of livelihood from this, and also I can help people from this and save towards what I really know I was called and designed to do. So it is feeding into it, not necessarily a part of it. For instance, Jesus was a what? What was his work? But what was his purpose? Savior. He came to die. Right? But when he was speaking, he was giving the language of I will build, I will this. What was um, Paul's work? His training was as a, as a legal scholar and lawyer, right? But what was his handiwork? He was making tents. So you hear things like, oh, Christ is the master builder. I and Apollos were co-builders. They are using the language of their profession. I went to medical school. The way I understand scriptures is the way I have a solid understanding of anatomy and physiology. Do you understand? So why did God know that I'm going to be a pastor and allow me to go to medical school? Because no training is a waste. No skill is a waste. It is your own duty to bring it as a crown cast it to him. Your majesty, what can you do with this? What can I do with this? A lot. A lot. All right. Thank you so much, sir. That's very... Oh! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is our president. I'll give him your contact, and if you don't mind, I'll get it from him. All right. Pleasure meeting you. Yes, sir. Okay. It's a, it's a follow-up, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir.
So, Pili, I just wanted to clarify what you just said in a layman um, terms for me to understand. Yeah. Is um, so, Holy Spirit, help me. So, you can have a career that would help you fund your purpose. And also, from there, once that um, purpose or calling can make a living, then it can become your career. Not necessarily. The reason why I'm saying that, you are correct, that's what we said. Yeah. But I want to make it full now. So you, we don't necessarily think that what will put your purpose is necessary for. It might just be the impact hmm. that you had while doing your job that points your career, that your purpose. Let me give you an example. Okay. The real life example. There's a man of God, he's alive and well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> very alive and well if i mention his name some of you will know him he studied i think he studied chemistry and worked in the oil and gas industry knew that he had god's call upon his life and while working you know he's praying and doing all these things the only issue is that if if the if the holy spirit wants him to go to a city and go and do crusade you have work you now start writing letter to hr so the truth is that there is a way your work will glorify itself to the extent that it prevents you from achieving purpose if you are not careful. If you are not careful. When when the when Moses, let's use our guy, when he told the when he told Pharaoh that let my people go, do you know the first thing Pharaoh did? He said the reason why they are thinking about going is because they don't have much work to do. Make the work harder. All right. So, Domo, can you, can you capture the thought? Just quickly capture it. All right. Let me land on this pro-life story. So, eventually, he's doing ministry and finds a way to combine ministry with his work. And it's stressful, but it is working. But now, the owner of the purpose, the original investor, says it's time to leave the work now. Now, it does not mean he has worked and saved enough to be able to leave here without anything coming from this but because of the impact he has had here god now begins to raise people i said you know to cover this but someone that's their own calling their own calling is to cover the other thing for so like they're building like tln now they are billionaires here now in, in a few months like i'm not even kidding that will say wait pd what do you do on monday when you when you wake up like before clarity like pd can you like just do like after 5 a.m to 6 a.m like 6 a.m. to 5 for clarity. I just like be on the mountain praying. And I'll be like, ah, oh, no, PD has like worked. They won't work. PD, how much do they pay you? You know, at your office. And I'm like, this is PD. No, five of us have come together times 10 of it. It will just be eating your account every two weeks. Amen. Now, the issue with that is God will not permit that until this person has the discipline for purpose. Because people are sending you free money. <laughs> Thinking that you're on the mountain. <laughs> but I don't see a chill. You say, ah, blood. Ah, blood. This is the life. Eh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's it's very important to, to know that it is possible for you to save up, build skills, meet people. Sometimes what God is even training you is how to handle ungrateful people. How to cope with difficult people because you meet them on this lane. You meet a lot of them on this lane. I met some, I, I, I heard of somebody who used to be 
an, an occultist and part of the, the skill set he had was just to kill people. That was his skill set. He became born again, got born again. Like really born again now, not like Simon, you know, but like real born again. Like like real born again. And he was just having a chat with his pastor one day and just joked about somebody in his office did something really bad and painful. And now he was just grateful to God that this is a new him. Because the old him, he said, I just, he said, I almost felt like killing the person. Can you imagine like almost feeling like killing? Jokingly. So there are things that God will, God will strip out of you before he launches you fully into purpose. But God permits all of us to start that journey, even when we don't know we've started. Okay, let's take Domo and you pass the, you pass the mic to Faye. How are we doing for time? Okay, my question then is the opposite of hands. Okay. Um, then is it possible, because like the man said, the harmony between the three, right? Yeah. So is it possible for that career to be part of your purpose and to also be a calling? For example, what's his name? The man that was in the prison, Joseph, yes. right? Yes. His call was yes. to be king, not king, governor, whatever. And he was, that was also his purpose. So it was all aligned, right? So that's a possibility. It's a very big possibility. Okay. The reason why God acts like that is there is variability in God. God is not limited to one way. So the, the, the short answer to that is yes. Pay music. Um, my question is, you mentioned that, you know, God is, God might train us to deal with difficult people because you meet them in purpose. Yeah. I thought it was just like training. Like, where do you actually meet these people <laughs> in, in purpose? Like, that's my question. So, I want you to picture um, that you are building. How many of you are familiar with Tony Stark? Iron Man. All right. You are building this person that there is nothing they will not be able to do. So you are going to expose them to... I'm going to use another example I'm not proud of. It's not a good example. Um, in the... I know ask now I know. Amen? In the initiation process for certain um, cults... No, what did I say? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Come for... In the initiation process, one of the things they do is to make a list of the dearest people in the lives of the person and say extremely derogatory things about them. You want to, yeah, the whole idea is you want to create somebody that does not have trigger. Do you understand what I just said now? Do you understand what I just said? In the intelligence community also, your, your clearance level changes to the extent to which you don't have trigger. I used to have a friend who his trigger was like, he can be smiling with you now, very calm, very gentle man. But the moment you say something about his mom, it's as though a, a real demon just awakes from his inside. I mean, he becomes wild, irrespective of where he is. Like I just say, you are your stupid mother. Like, like the way somebody, somebody else say, we both know my mom is not stupid. If you say that again, I'll give you a blow. Like, is that an okay response? It's only this, what did you say? Like the you know, the the lion has been revving the engine, just waiting for the moment. That kind of person. 
imagine that you need that person to be a, 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 a senior agent to do something for you. The person now gets there. The enemy already knows that. Just say something about his mother. So if human civilizations know that our best agents are those that have no triggers, how much more God? And God is the one who can really make you triggerless. That would just say, oh, actually, you are the most useless. And you, you, you don't even feel it. You're just smiling. So, wow. They have no idea who I am. See him. Because he has voice. He feels he has an opinion about me. Like you genuinely feel no. Like he's actually pity. You feel for your haters. Like what will God need to do to you to become that kind of person that the exact things that were arrows at you, you turn them to like fans. You know, and you're, like, and you're just pitying the people like, wow. In their mind, now they did strategy this session. This is what will bring her down. Like, wow, wasted time. You know, wasted meetings. I am now pitying them. Like, guys, how can I help you? Like, you are so above their level. That's where God wants, wants us to come up higher to. So it's not as though on that lane you will meet. But the day you meet, you, there's no shaking. Because you've been trained for it. God will use everything that happens in your life. The people you meet, the experiences, the mistakes you make, the obedience you obey, everything is part of the curriculum. We must, however, remember that purpose and destiny is time-sensitive. We don't have forever to be going in circles. At some point, we need to settle down with God. and say, God, your glory is at stake. Fulfillment is at stake for me. My life must count for you and for generations unborn. What is it you will have me do in this season? Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Who is going to help us read it? Yes. Okay. Oh, we've, we've had that. Okay, so the question says, when do you and how do you know when to transition from your present field into another field in your career? What should someone whose career is business-oriented but want to transition into tech industry consider before making that jump? That's a good question. So I'm going to give the short answer and the long answer. Which one do you want? Short answer or long answer? You want both. Okay, can I give the short answer first? Number one of the short answer is pray. Number two is seek guidance. Get a mentor. Don't transition with your head just feeling like, I sense it, I know. Even though you sense it and you know, number one, pray. Number two, get a mentor. That's the short answer, right? Are you ready for the long answer? The long answer is number one is the best way to know a season of transition is to know that this is a season of transition. I will explain. However, because many of us don't know how to know a season of transition, we begin to feel that it is a season of transition. Does that make sense? When a baby is in a womb, that baby is having the best time of her life or his life or their life. Nutrients are coming. They're not going to work. You know, all you just have to, like you don't have to cry. Like you're just there. Everything is just there you know, life is working. The only issue is that nine, someone say nine months. Yeah, there is a pushing into reality and God bless you where you are pushed into. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, the geographical location is going to determine a lot of things. It's going to determine whether you're, you're, the person that pushed you out will leave the hospital smiling or with, oh my goodness, bills. 
and then something called the mosquito. Some say mosquito can just well like all of the, that child has not lived with that before. That's a transition season, and God has designed labor that when labor is when labor is about to labor, um, you will somebody somebody say you will know. You will know. Now, some, some people have read of, of, of stories of people who were like, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't even know my water broke, you know. Like, I just strolled to the hospital, the baby came out, and I just strolled out. Must be nice. Must really be nice. But generally speaking, when the thing comes, it comes. And many of us don't know we are in a season of transition until labor pains begin. That's when the people who have been smiling with you stop smiling with you. That's when the 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 prayer time that was sufficient is no longer sufficient. It's almost like, wait, nothing changed. But everything changed. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Like, like nothing I am doing has changed, but everything around me has changed. It's just the way that baby wakes up. Let's, can we just wake, wake up? In, on the morning, you don't still enjoy that place. Doesn't know that in two hours' time, you're going to be breathing with your nose. Taking in oxygen and crying like there's now something called hunger, and you have to cry so that somebody will give you breast milk. Like life is about to change for that child. Is either that child knows, guy, you have nine months, maximize this season, they're pushing you out, or you just stumble into it. How many of us stumble into transition seasons? God will permit it, but there's a better way. You can know that transition is at hand, and that's the story of Elijah and Elisha. You can know and prepare and position. There were people who also knew. They couldn't position themselves. Oh, Elijah is going to be taken. Like, yeah. Everybody does not know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. But who is going to position themselves? Imagine if nobody knew and nobody. That would have been disastrous. But there were people who, imagine just stumbling into it. Stumbling into it. And that's why Elijah said that too. What you have asked for is difficult. If you can see me. When I'm being taken away. So transitions, seasons are part of life. The best is to know when it is time to transition. That's, that's, a, that's something that God has helped me to sense. I want to say something. Maybe I should not say it. I should say it. Please, this is not a recommendation. This is a personal dealing. One of the ways God deals with me is that when I am done in a place, I know. And it does not look like it. I don't wait for nonsense to arrive before I realize I am done. Do, do you understand what I just said? I was working in one of the best hospitals in Nigeria, one of the best. In fact, scratch that. Before that, I was working somewhere that was reasonable. I was getting well paid. That was the hospital where they would send me to the ship. One trip to the ocean, to the Atlantic, one trip was like a third of my monthly salary. Do you understand what I just said? Somebody said one trip. So it was, it, was, it was good. And then I just sensed it. It's time to leave. The question is, where are you going to? This thing I'm describing to you was a big headache for my mom. And I'll tell her, mommy, I don't want that me. Unless you did not train me well. I'm sensing it now. So I'll just push it back on that. You raised me. If you say I'm not hearing God clearly, who, who taught me how to hear God? You know, it's you. So it's on you. It's on you. All right? So I remember I just, so I, and the, the audacity comes to make bold steps. I told my MD, I said, I'm leaving. He said, wow, what, like, why? I said, no, so where are you going? I couldn't answer. I said, I don't know. Do you know? 
the hospital I left for was a hospital that we had a relationship with. It was after I left that I was just like, applied there. And I applied there. And then I got in the next week. Now, how do I go back and tell him that I did not know that's where I was going? In fact, our consultant cardiologist consults in the same two hospitals. So make it make sense. Like you are leaving today, you are there next week. I really, you didn't know. I didn't know. As I time I told you I was leaving, I didn't have a job offer. Do you understand what I'm saying? And sometimes God does not just do it like you left today, you got there next week. Sometimes there's waiting season. You're not like, okay, God, like I could have left like next week or like two weeks time. Like that, this same hospital I'm speaking of, this, this one of the top hospitals, a time just came, I just knew, write your resignation. I said, where am I going to? I was like, okay. So I told my mom, I said, I'm resigning. Hey, I shall know that what kind of child is this? Of course, trust me, put in my resignation. And I just left. A few weeks down the line, just spend just at home. A few weeks down the line, my uh, permanent residency came true. Now, how do I tell people that it was not because of permanent residency I resigned? When God's call came for, 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 um, from for KICC to start. That's how I saw myself in a vision. Telling the pastor of the former church, I'm leaving. I said, where are you going to? The same answer, I don't know. Can you say you're leaving and you don't know? It's best when you discern transition seasons so that you can pray them through and breath them. But when you don't know how to discern it, you will feel it. That's how the same person has been nice to you. Just don't, don't take it out on them. You understand what I'm saying? It is not them. The same person that's been smiling to you, or the person that gives you your coffee with his man, that was a good morning, have a nice day. You just say things. And you will not be like, hey. But you remember today, PD said it's not, don't take it out on them. It's birth pangs. It's a signal that something is about to change. Then it can now push you to the place of prayer. God, what am I transitioning into? Now, in context for career here, from one field to another, pray it through, get a mentor. Pray it through, get a mentor. Get a good mentor. Get an appropriate mentor. And if you don't know how to get one, register at TLN. All right. And if you need a methodology on how to approach a mentor, I think this person can mentor me. I just don't know how to, you know, bump into their schedule. We have a teaching for that. Strategic mentorship. Life class, you'll find it. We have a framework. I can quickly draw it. Yeah, KICC. Sorry. Are we charging the other mic? Okay. Anyways, and President, how many more minutes do we have? We have to last. This should be the last question. Okay. So, PD, my question is like, um, you made a statement about like, in a season where like, once it's done and God is moving to a different season, like someone who was very nice to you be became very like mean to you. That's just one example of many things that can change. Yeah. So how do you now process basically that person being or those people being so nice, so caring, so loving? So it's like you saw a different side of them. And obviously, like I know like prayer is involved, but how can you like how can you move forward and forgive them? really to even set yourself free and understand beyond the fact that like what they did wasn't them like i don't know if i'm making sense, sense. what you need in your heart is compassion and that compassion is knowledge-based 
Do you know what I mean? Let me give an example. If we are supposed to try transition, all right, from one season to another, there are some things and some people that based on their work with the spirit, they can never be. Like, I cannot just wake up one morning and say, Chidmaya, useless at this. And I say, hey, PJ has changed. It means it's transition season. It will never happen. I will never be that person. Do you understand? So for the fact that someone was changeable to be a sign for your transition season means that they are not who they are supposed to be. Guys, I don't know if you heard... That they can change. That's my point. That they are available to change and be a sign is already a sign that what you should feel for them is compassion. Do you understand it? Like what you should feel, there are some people that can never be some things. It's, so it's, for, for instance, now you're transitioning, maybe um, winning women, you know, my wife just comes and says that we are very, I've just noticed that we have to start doing things differently in this women's ministry because we just have very silly women. You know, we are very, very rude, nasty women. And that is changing. Even if you are listening to us say it, what will be your face that this is not passing this is like this this is now she can never be that person no matter how transitioning your transition is that sports will need somebody else that is changeable to partner do you understand what i'm saying is the way peter is saying that thou are the christ the son of the living god and then peter is saying you will not die and jesus makes a diagnosis and says get thee behind me there's a version of peter that is available for the devil to use and speak true so for the fact that you're in version for a transition season to use as a sign for me, you are not really who and where you should be. I won't take it against you. The truth is what you said hurt me. What you did hurt me. But I have enough knowledge to allow compassion to flow towards you. You were my alarm signal. You were my switch. In fact, I should go and tell you thank you. And it will make sense to you. Like they say, you kill them with what? With love and kindness. That's it. Because that is who you are. That is who you are. And on that note, um, let me see. I think there's only one question because our answers have touched other areas. I think there's only one question that I think is really unique. If So let me just read out the questions. How do we recognize God leading us to take a new opportunity? So I think we've touched this. Um, if I have allowed God to guide me in my career decisions, why would a pivot ever come up are things ever a straight line so your journey is unique your journey is unique and straight is a function of resolution did you hear what i just said have you heard of something called the line of best fits before yeah do you know is this a straight line it's not right but that's because you are close to it Uh, the, okay, some will see it tomorrow. Well, it's fine. It's fine. So, the, the, the whole point there is that your journey is unique. And the only reason why you're aware of straight or not straight is because you're comparing. It's because you're comparing. Now, my own is straight, the own is not straight. Or the own is straight, my own is not straight. If you are focused on your lane, my lane is my lane. Whether it's straight, elliptical, curved, cylindrical, somewhere else. My lane is my lane. So please, guys, remember comparison. Watch out for it. We have a teaching on comparison 
plug royal service um if i don't know what i am passionate about what do i do about my choice of study and work go and watch what kicc royals posted yesterday be passionate about what you do if you are not doing what you are passionate about be passionate about what you do now allow the spirit of excellence find expression there i told you guys of one of one job i did a job that is 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 like it's not in my memory. The job required zero percent of my brain. Do you understand what I'm saying? By this time, I had a medical degree, and I had a master's degree. Do you understand what I said? And the work required zero percent of my brain. By the time I just knew that one too, I knew I was leaving. It's not like I was living somewhere else. I just knew it was time to leave. By the time I was leaving, the CEO of the company came to the floor to specially thank me. He said everybody has given only good reports about you. Do you know what it means to have the destiny of a prime minister? And all you have to do is to set the table. And you are not setting with the attitude of prime minister very soon. This is your plate. It's your food. No. You do it like, a, like you do it as unto the Lord. Oh wow, do you like the way I've served it? Your real eyes? How may I serve you? Hello, are you okay? You care for another cup? Like you do it as though their royalty. It does not reduce the fact that you'll be prime minister. Okay, if I don't, what are the dangers of not involving God in important decisions, including careers? Well, reposition is possible. You can prolong the journey, right? Right? So the dangers, number one, is actually not fulfilling purpose. What happens when you don't fulfill purpose? God does not get glory. You don't get fulfillment, right? And your world is deprived of the statement God wanted to make through your life. I think that might just be the most painful part. I don't know about you, and this is not even me being proud, because I've not scratched the surface of what God wants to do in my life. But imagine if I was not born. Just imagine it. There's no P. It doesn't exist anywhere. Boom. There's no, like, the, the, like boom, it doesn't exist. Can you picture it? You cannot picture it. Yeah. Yeah. So God, God will get his glory. You miss out on personal fulfillment. Your world will miss out on something really, really, really solid and tangible. For you, I can see you looking to the ceiling. You are really trying to like picture it. Yeah, yeah. So I think on that note, what are the dangers of not involving God in important decisions? Okay, that's it. That's it. We've covered it. Was this useful? Are you sure this was useful? I know we started with expectations where the expectations met, 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 exceeded maybe a little bit. We tried. All right. So I pray that these words, I know a lot has been said. If you can access the recording, please do. And just ruminate over these words. But please, um, everyone is counting on you and there are resources available for you, okay? Stop traveling alone. Don't try to do life alone. All right. Plug into a physical community plug into supernatural resources that are available for you. And on that note, with this few points of mind, I hope I've been able to convince you and not confuse you that God's plan is for you to have a fulfilling, successful career and to accomplish his purpose and calling for your life. Amen.